Welcome back to another episode of the Best Minutes Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1946 William Wyler-directed film, The Best Years of Our Lives. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Brian Lockhart, and with me is Jack Perry. And together, we are hosts of the Marine Corps Movie Minute Podcast. How you doing, Perry? Oh, that was so professional. It was. It's only my third attempt. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I'm pretty sure it's going to be edited out, but his uh, first two attempts were like the, were like, it was like the race where the guy trips right before the line. He was all, and then blah, 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 collapse (laughs) twice in the same spot (laughs) around the pothole. You kept stepping in it. Well, they do say three times is a charm. It's what, yeah, that's what they do say if they can actually get it out. <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah. Oh, yes, it will be edited out, by the way. Because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't our show and I can't put it at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> Boo. Well, let's just dive into this movie instead of, you know, doing our usual banter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is a, this is a, it's a World War II movie, but it's really not. So you're going to have to explain the movie to me because I haven't watched it. Well, okay, that's right. Um, <laughs> now, unlike you, I did my homework and I watched the movie. <laughs> and I'm cheating off your paper. <laughs> right, exactly. You're taking the Cliff Notes version yeah. by watching our scenes one minute at a time. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to go into it blind. Yeah, I didn't want to. I wanted to. Because every movie that, well, the only movie that we've ever talked about is the one that I've seen a thousand times. And, and then, you know, the other ones that we're talking about doing, I've seen a few times. But I've never talked about a movie I've never seen before. So I figured this would be a good opportunity to be like one of those folks that we've had on that have never seen the movie, you know. And, and this might change my mind. Uh, you know, I might might want to go back and check it out. Uh, there's a couple things that have happened so far that I was just like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see that coming. No, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Then I was like, well, now, now I am. <laughs> well, you know, and honestly too, like, to, you know, to anybody who's listening to this and may not be familiar with our podcast, the Marine Corps Movie Minute, we just finished the movie Heartbreak Ridge with Clint Eastwood, the 1986 classic war film, comedy, action, drama, mm-hmm. all of the above, which yeah. is, you know, kind of actually good. Well, I wouldn't say there's a lot of action in this movie, but we'll get there. You know, that's kind of how we did our dynamic, even though you've seen the movie many times mm-hmm. during the course of our recording. I, you know, of course I, I watched the movie leading up to it. I probably watch it once or twice, three times while we were actually in the midst of recording throughout the year, we kind of spread out our recording. So I, I would, I was constantly rewatching a movie I'd seen a million times plus then watch them into my bit. But you typically just watched the movie as we recorded. Is that correct? Yeah, well, that that you were talking about ours or this one? No, no, ours. Like, like no, that yeah, was kind yeah. of our yeah, our dynamic. Yeah, you, yeah, we, yeah, we'd have it on and we would watch it over and over. Which we caught like Tao guy. Yeah, like oh, yeah. just from watching it. You know how many times have we seen it before? But now we saw it at that time, and you and you have it going and I can repeat, and you're like, is that guy just walking around in his towel? <laughs> yeah, you know, you just pick up little little things, you know that that kind of add to the interest of the movie. Now it's going to really piss people off when we watch it with them. It's like, Hey, see that guy. Yeah. That's yeah. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our good buddy there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I actually, I kind of like that, you know, we keep our same dynamic going with this. It's where, you know, I, I have the context of the movie and you're kind of taking the minute as it is, you know, as a standalone. Yeah. 
Well, let's just get into it a little yeah. bit from the beginning. It's a post-World War II movie. The movie was um, the best years of our lives. And I keep wanting to call it the best minutes, no matter <laughs> what, because this is the project we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why can't I Google it? <laughs> Basically, the gist of the story, and you don't really see it, because our minutes that we're doing over these next 10 episodes focus on Homer. You don't get the dynamic or the context of what this, you know, the, there's, there's basically three main storylines, three main characters. It's three World War II veterans going home to the same town. The town is basically supposed to be Cincinnati, Ohio, I mm. think. I thought I read that somewhere. It's basically, they go to a fictional Midwestern town, Boone City. Boone okay. City, I read somewhere, was basically Cincinnati. You know, it makes sense. It sounds, the name of the town sounds, yes, very Midwestern. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they they're, it, they get discharged. And and again, you don't really see the context without watching the movie. You, you wouldn't know, at least from this minute, what branch Homer was in. If you, okay, so before we get into it, take a wild guess. What did you, what, where do you think uh, Homer, what branch do you think he served in? Uh, Marine Corps. Uh, okay, well, I'll I'll do a little spoiler alert here. There are no Marines in this movie. Oh well, then I would well, well I'm gonna go with Army. The actor who plays Homer, Howard uh, Harold Russell, sorry mm -hmm. uh, Harold Russell, he was in the Army. Okay. Homer, the character, was not. <laughs> Since you set me up for it, I'll just say Harold uh, Russell was basically a, a bomb technician. He was training people how to um, deal with ordinances and stuff and and something had a short fuse and blew off both his hands okay so this is real this is real this is i had i was wondering i'm like this as i watched the movie i'm like okay these look too real in order to be prosthetics yeah he's got little t-rex arms if he doesn't <laughs> yeah right right because if, if you ever watch uh let's see um uh which which james bond is it with the guy with the claw um you will Oh, gee, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Um, <laughs> live and let die. Live and let oh, die. Yeah. The dude's got the claw. His hand, his arm is like ten feet long with that damn claw on because yeah. it's a dude with a it's a the guy with long arms who has a fake claw on. And yeah. and Homer's, it, it, I'm like they're not long enough in order for him to be be fake. You know, you know that, yeah. that was my first giveaway. It didn't look fake to me. And I'm like, right. well, and this is also dealing with. I mean, this is literally filmed in 1946 world war ii ended in 1945 yeah so it's not unheard of for somebody to maybe have an injury i'm like i bet you this guy's a real veteran yeah. and uh yeah uh so I, yeah of course and then there's we'll get to it but you can you can tell later that yeah indeed this this dude is that those are those are real yeah so yeah basically he you know he was he was a real life veteran he got injured and they were actually were going to have a different person who just had PTSD. Mm. Harold Russell was in a um, some other movie uh, just briefly, and mm -hmm. William Wyler saw him and was like, "No, this guy's perfect for it." So they added him in, and he 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 was not a professional actor. He had a contract for th three picture deal, but William Wyler told him he was like, "Look, there's not going to be a lot of movies, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of work opportunity for somebody with no arms, with, you know, to uh, not, he has arms with no hands. Right. And so he told him, uh, you know, basically go back to school. So he, he actually went back to school in Massachusetts where he's from. Okay. He, he lived in Massachusetts 
and and you know that's that's where he you know lived and I believe died. Uh, but he's actually Canadian born. He was born in uh, Nova Scotia, Canada, hmm. in 1914. Actually, he's an American, but he was a Canadian born American veteran, you know, real life veteran in the army. And as a matter of fact, his accident happened at Camp McCall in North Carolina on, uh, oh. in 19, 1944. So he had actually mm. only recently lost his hands, maybe two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was about halfway paying attention to the minute and I was like, Oh yeah, he's, uh, he's looking at his football pictures and now oh, he's going downstairs. And I guess his dad pops out and says something, you know, knock on the door. I'm like, oh, okay. And I have all these other things. And I look over and he's pouring a glass of milk with two hooks. I was like, hooks. <laughs> what, yeah. what did I miss? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? <laughs> when you don't have the context it's kind of like no. whoa whoa yeah I mean, because because i mean as soon as you meet him in the movie you see his hooks mm. his story kind of takes a back seat for a while yeah this is actually where it starts to pick back up because oh, okay. like there's 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 a lot um there's well, so, okay so i never really got you know into a you know this is this is what we do we jump around yeah off-road you know, this film basically follows three servicemen that all live in the same town and they take the same plane ride home to their hometown okay. from wherever they're being discharged from. Okay. You know, you would have known this via context because it's, he's in uniform. He's in the Navy. Homer is. Okay. So it's good that we get Homer minutes because given that there's no Marines in this movie. This is closest. Yeah. All right. It's well, the closest well. we're going to get since we're, uh, you know, <laughs> as much as we don't like to admit it, Marines are a department of the Navy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so these are like our brother in arms, you know, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Navy, the, I Navy, the, the Marine Corps, <laughs> the Marine Corps older brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best Uber in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, there's two other guys. One's an army sergeant. I forget if I, if I look back, I think he was like a staff sergeant. Okay. And and then there was a uh, flyboy. He was an Air Force uh, bombardier. No, was, is it Air Force or Army Air Corps? Well, back then it was Army Air Corps, but okay. it's it's basically the Air Force. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was a flyboy, you know. <laughs> a zoomy. <laughs> yep. So, and it follows their return home and adjustment back into life. What I liked about it, and, and again, it, it, unfortunately, like in these next few minutes, we don't really get to see it to talk about it. So I'll just do it here. Mm. These guys don't know each other. They're, they're three World War II veterans from the same hometown who didn't know each other before the war. They all gotcha. came from different lives. You know, they, one guy was a little more rich. One guy was a little more poor. And, mm. and Homer here is kind of, he's the younger guy. And he's like, I'd say he's more like suburban, you know, like okay. kind of. Or, you know, mi middle class, you know, that, that gotcha. type of thing. One guy's a little more upper class, one guy's a little more lower class. But they're all, they all served, they all from the same hometown. So, they, of course, they, they, take a, they take a flight back together. And it's just the three of them. And, they, and during this flight, they kind of get to know each other a little bit. And, of course, you know, when you meet somebody from your hometown, you're like, hey, you know this place? Yeah, I know this place. Hey, we'll come by Butch's. You know, Butch's is, um, uh, Homer has a, an uncle that runs a, a bar, basically. Oh, Cool. Yeah, and he likes, so he's like, yeah, Butch is the best place in town, blah, blah, blah. So throughout the course of the, the film, they keep running back into each other. Sometimes they seek each other out, and sometimes it's just random, you know? Okay. What I liked about that dynamic of these guys is these guys get back home, and they're all trying to adjust back either to the new normal of their life. Um, Post-war? Post yeah, yeah, exactly. They're trying to either pick back up some guys, you know, like they either get back into doing the exact same thing they did, or they try not to do the same thing they did. 
course, then they end up doing the same thing they ended up, you know, yeah. that they were doing, you know, stuff like that. It's like, it, it really kind of shows the different struggles that, you know, maybe veterans go through. But the one common thing is these guys, whenever they see each other, they just like each other so much. They relate to each other. I, I, I actually watched another movie that's very similar to this, and I'll get into that in a little bit. So I sometimes I'm confusing a little bit of the narrative between it, but with, with these three guys, like it's just, that's what I took away from this movie is they were strangers, but they have a common bond. Yeah. And, and I was making a comment the other day online about this. And it's like, there's something about veterans and I can't yeah. explain it. I just can't explain it. How it's like, you have a bond, even though you may not even know these guys. Now these guys have a, like an extra bond because they're also from the same hometown. Yeah. So they're kind of like, Hey, we, we have a similar, like, even though their backgrounds are different, there's, there's like a frame of reference. Yeah. It just seems like they really like each other and they don't even know each other. And they seem to be like their only friends or best friends that they have are not the people that they, they come home to or people that they left behind. It's these three guys. There's a, there's a, a camaraderie, a respect and affection. And it's so true to life. I really appreciated how they, how that came across on screen. And it's something that I feel in my, in my real life. I, for me, it's more like, like you and I, like we served together, you know, we mm -hmm. didn't see combat or anything like that, but, but everybody has a, like a, a common background, even if it's not combat related. Yeah. It, I, I don't know. But I mean, I like, I have friends that I went to high school with and I don't have that same level of camaraderie or brotherhood that you have yeah. with a friend, you know, versus somebody you were, I mean, you're still friends, but like you served with. Yeah. It's, it's really, I, I wish I can't really put my finger on it. I wish I could explain it. Would you it put better. your life in the hands of somebody that you graduated high school with? Like it, that, that list of people that you would actually say like legitimately, like some people could say, yeah, y'all absolutely. I trust them in my life. And then there's people that you're like, oh no, I don't even yeah. have to, I don't even, I know that, that, that they've got my back. So do I, do you, do you have anything you have to say, you know, nope, you know, you just know that's, that's the bond a lot of, of veterans have. And, and you, and you know, too, you know, generally you want to, well, no, not everybody. I mean, veterans, just because you got a veteran next to your name doesn't mean that you're a stellar citizen. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> well, that's true. And that's the thing. I mean, that's the problem with, I mean, it's not a problem, but like, we almost romanticize that as a society now, which is great. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I, it think, should, I think it should be. Well, I mean, I think some of that too is guilt from, from Vietnam. From yeah. Those vets coming home and stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. The, the way I always kind of said it is, um, you know, with, with Vietnam, it was like just, just how poorly veterans were treated. Right. Yeah. And then it seemed like when we, like we were in, in the nineties and we, we got out right before Iraq and Iran, I'm not Iran, just by Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah. So we were in that, I feel like it's almost like a forgotten era because it was relative peace and like nobody gave a two craps about it. It, it went from like, yeah. it went from like hatred, not hatred, but just disrespect uh, post Vietnam to, yeah. to indifference is what I say. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is better than hatred. You know, well, except for when you flew home, because they always treated us well on the airplanes when we flew home. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I guess <laughs> I did. I, I did. <laughs> I, I've, I've had other people say that I didn't experience that myself. I mean, because nobody course, likes you. Well, yeah, I, I guess I didn't look in the mirror enough. <laughs> I mean, it's because I was drunk and obnoxious, but you know, 
I'm a veteran, damn it. <laughs> Respect me. I'm up front in the front of the airplane on the on the want to fly the airplane. Oh, all right, all right, Captain, I'm saluting. Make sure sit down. <laughs> Sir, please get back in your seat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh but but you know, then which I think is great is post um you know, post post Afghanistan, post Iraq, that's when the real thank you for your service, uh uh, you know, the the kind of a I support the troops even if I don't support the war type type thing happen which yeah. again I think it's great you know like it used to be Golden Corral would be the only place you can go get a free meal then it was Applebee's now it's anywhere you go anywhere yeah. it's like there's free stuff and I'm like thank you for my <laughs> thank you for my service as I'm stuffing my free subway <laughs> stub down my face you know yeah. <laughs> um, no but I mean I, I I do think it's great but then in that you sometimes realize like look just like anything veterans are real people too and mm. they're good ones and there's bad ones yeah there's a lot of shit ones out there <laughs> you can be a hero and a real piece of shit too <laughs> right well true right you could have done something heroic and then still be a scumbag yeah on, 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 and actually that's i've i can't think of the name now but there, supposedly there is um like a medal of honor winner who is like did something super heroic in like world war two. And he was like a terrible person afterwards. <laughs> uh, and people were like, we, I don't know if we, I mean, it was well, kind of like, it's like, you know, do you celebrate the art, you know, like kind of like with a, maybe like an actor who did something terrible. It's like, well, hmm. or a singer or a wrestler. It's like, where do you draw the line as far as, you, you know, you, I think you do have to kind of separate it. I mean, wow, we're, this is not even anything to do with the best years of our lives, but, <laughs> but, but you welcome, know, you do it. Welcome to our podcast, folks. Right. Well, you know what? Um, let's strap in. <laughs> let's get into this minute because there's a couple yeah. things that I wanted to talk about. You've already stated your shock at learning that Homer um, has hooks because, like you said, you you could see him open the door with his hook. Uh, but you you know, if like you said, if you're half paying attention, you're not noticing it because he's got his hands in his pocket. So let's set up the minute. Thirty minutes into this recording, oh, you know, Homer's in his room. And and as you already stated, Perry, he's he's looking at, you know, there's a picture of him playing basketball. And, you know, he's he's actually he's doing like a Heisman Trophy pose almost. He's gonna, he's about to throw, you know, the the foosball. These have got to be legit pictures of him from back in the day. Because if you notice, Harold Russell is a, is a little pudgy. He's not fat, uh, but he's not. You know, I wouldn't say he's in necessarily in fighting shape. He's probably in veteran shape right now. You know, I'm not <laughs> one to talk. You know, but when you look at these old photos, you can clearly see they're, you know, they're probably from high school and he's, you know, he's a lot thinner, a lot more in shape. Yeah. He has hands, you know, again, it, I mean, it looks just like him. I, I, I do not believe that these were uh, fake photos. I'm pretty, well, I'm pretty sure that there wasn't a whole lot of Photoshop in the forties. Well, there was a couple, there's a couple little scenes in, in early, in, not Photoshop, <laughs> of course, not, but, 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 but there's some camera trick. Oh, well, speaking so, so I'm, I'm watching this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, it's the, it's the beginnings of it, the yeah. genesis of it. Well, I was watching this film, right. And, and, you know, my daughter was playing video games in the room with me and she said, what are you, what are you doing anyway? So I explained to her and she goes, wow. She goes, when was this movie made? I said, well, 1946. She goes, oh my God, that was, that was before Papa was born. Cause my, my dad was born in 1948. You know? <laughs> and she's like, she goes, oh, I didn't even know they had movies yeah. back then. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a good movie. She goes, she goes. I want to see what the special effects look like in uh from this movie. So, okay, so I, I showed her the early scenes of them in the in the plane. Uh, oh, <laughs> and so what it is is they're they're basically taking a, 
I guess it's a bomber, you know, back home. I forget which, which plane it is, but it's um, one where you can get up in the nose. Okay. And you can see, it's all glass uh, and you can see. So 25, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So they, so they're in, you know, this is where they're chit chatting. They're watching they're and they're flying real low to the ground. They're basically, so you can see the road. Uh. And of course, it's clearly superimposed. You know, it's <laughs> however they did those camera tricks back then. It's kind of like you know when people drive and you know James yeah. Bond driving, and he's just you know the, the, the cameras. You know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the background passes four or five times. <laughs> right, right. So she's like, "Oh wow, look at the special effects there." You know, <laughs> I said, oh, "It's fine for the time." And then there's actually another scene I think when they're they all take a cab together, and you know they all they all make sure that they kind of get to where they need to go. Well, of course they peel off, but they take Homer home first. And there's a scene where you can see, and it's clearly superimposed, but you can see the rear view mirror, the two of them in the rear view mirror, you know, it's like they're watching Homer. So you're watching Homer, I think, through like the glass of the door, but you can also see how these guys are reacting to what they're watching. And, you know, so it's, I mean, there are camera tricks. They did, I mean, it was, it was probably pretty, pretty revolutionary back then. I would have to guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not a film historian by any means, but. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, you know, he's, he's clearly just longing for the days when he had hands, <laughs> yeah. you know, you know what this actually reminds me of? Have you seen that meme where it's, um, you know, Natalie Portman is in both star Wars and Thor. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and it, it said, it, it shows, um, Thor and her kind of being all lovey-dovey. And she's like, oh, Thor, I just love your hands. Your hands are just so magnificent. And it shows <laughs> a, a, a very upset, sithy um, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> so that's kind of how I feel like he is right now with like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what did you, is that what you looked up? Or, so Perry just sent me a photo uh, of B20, one of the planes. B-25, is that, was that what you was in the first? Of- it looked a lot like that, yeah. And, the, and they were sitting right in that nose. Yep. Oh, okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, cool. All right, cool. So, all right. So Homer, you know, Homer is, you know, basically he, he needs help to go to bed at night. So that's why his dad pops out. He decides he's going to go downstairs. You know, he's, he's, he's got his, you know, basically his jammies on, um, or pre jammies. But before Hmm. he leaves the room, I notice he has, um, not only does he have his old high school stuff, but mixed in with his, with his pictures near his bed, there's actually a, um, bayonet. Yeah, there's bayonets. That? Yeah, there's bayonets and rifles and uh, yeah. Right. Like, well, oh. I, I didn't catch it at first. He's got bayonets all over this damn room. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got a bayonet in, intermixed with these pictures from high school. But then, as he turns to leave, you get a you kind of get a shot of his room, and he's got like you know over his window is a rifle. Yeah. And it's actually a rifle he was shooting earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, earlier in the film, they showed him using his hooks, and he was target practicing basically in his garage which i was like oh man i hope he's using a low caliber there's <laughs> like kids playing out in the yard his <laughs> like little sister's there and he's like shoot his girlfriend walks in screaming oh i was like oh my i'm like like and, and the thing is now i was thinking about that too i'm like well i'm like you know why is he shooting and uh, and i was like he was in the navy you know navy's not going to be typically you know carrying a rifle and all that yeah first off harold was in the army secondly you know, he's probably hunted before. Yeah. You know, and he was just wants to get back to doing some of the stuff he did before. Honestly, too, it was it was quite um, interesting to see him use his hooks to shoot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's there's a few um there's a few veterans uh veteran groups that are uh retraining vets how to to uh, stay proficient with their firearms. 
um, with like different types of prosthetics or even with like, like mangled hands and stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty neat, man. And, and like a lot of them say that, that it's, it actually helps them because it's something that they always enjoy doing and because they can still do it. They don't feel like, uh, like they're really missing as much. That's awesome. I, I think that's <laughs> awesome. I, you know, and honestly too, like I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, these hooks that he has were probably pretty, um, I mean, the way he uses them in this movie, yeah. Uh, like he, he, like he lights, he, he pulls out matches. He lights a match. He lights everybody's cigarettes for him. He gets his own cigarette. He can do a lot. Now they yeah. also show how clumsy he can be with them, but I mean, I'm clumsy and I have two hands, you know? Yeah. I didn't notice he even had hooks until the, the milk scene. Until the actually, milk scene. And you see yeah. the hooks if you're paying it. Like I said, if you're not paying attention, which I wasn't like he yep. opens the refrigerator, turns the light on. He does a lot of stuff. I wasn't, I wasn't paying that close attention. <laughs> yeah. But it's really obvious with the, when he, when he grabs the milk and pours a glass. Yeah. And honestly, I'll give this movie credit too. I, I really like that William Wyler decided to, to have this guy in it, a real life, you know, amputee, which I never got into. Like he had to have his hands amputeed because of the explosion. Like it didn't blow him clean off, but it uh, damaged him so bad that he had to be an amputee. Yeah. Um, and then they, and then the army trained him how to use those hooks, which in the, in the, you know, in the movie he says, well, the Navy does this in the Navy. He was basically working below deck and I think he got burned so bad is what happened, uh, you know, wow. from, yeah. When they, and he even talks about, it, he's like, well, I never, he's like, I was in the Pacific, uh, you know, which again, you know, kind of loosely ties into the Marine Corps <laughs> Yeah, because, <laughs> yep. you know, they, they were always in the Pacific. Uh, you know, I'm trying any stretch that I can to, to tie the Marine Corps into this because, yeah, <laughs> for whatever reason, William Wyler decided not to include Marines in this. Uh, yeah. they should they should have had a fourth guy, or would that have been too on the nose? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, you know, he he talked about how he didn't he never actually really saw the action because he was always below deck. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, that, that's how they explain the injury for him as a Navy man. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, so you'd have to imagine like like that that probably was fairly high tech for those days. I mean, I don't know this. I'm really speculating, but the the fact that the movie takes time to highlight just how like he wants, you know, it's it's the same story you hear a lot with with people. I, I don't want to be treated any different. It, it gets called out in the movie, like he doesn't want anybody to like basically pity him or, mm. or look at his hooks. But then when they don't look at the hooks, it's like, well, why aren't you looking at the hooks? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's it's you know, it's like kind of like damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's, it's yeah. either like it's either like all you're doing is asking me about the damn hooks. Or all you're doing is pitying me and you can't even look at me. And all he wants to be is just a dude. And I think they do a great job in this movie to show, no, he's just a dude. Like, yeah. he, he can mostly do everything. But we'll get, in, we'll get into that as, as we talk about the minutes. Because um, I'll, I'll save to be continued on, on that front. But again, before he even leaves the room, I like he's got his rifle up there, but yet another bayonet, you know, underneath the rifle. You know what a bayonet is, right? Yeah, yeah, I know what a bayonet is. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's the obvious technical thing about a bayonet, but I'm talking about a bayonet is literally bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, it's yeah, it it, it goes on the well. It, some people use it as a, as an actual knife, but you yeah, it's it's for when you're out of ammo, and and it dates back to days of like swords and spears. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's, well, heck, uh, you know tie back to the Marine Corps. Bella Wood was um, low on ammo, outgunned, Marines <laughs> charging head forth into a, into a, you know, the German line and basically hand to hand bayonet fighting <laughs> ensued yep. afterwards as they overran. So, yep. 
yeah. So, I mean, bayonets are still, you know, we're still an important tool. It's just, I think I like that line. It's bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I think you already stated, um, Homer goes downstairs, his dad pops out. Yeah. And again, that'll be more important later or, or maybe not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically, cause you know, we know that he has hooks, you know, his dad is just checking on him, making sure he's, you know, are you ready for bed? He's like, no, I'm just going to go down for a glass of milk. They never understood it going down and getting a glass of milk at nine, ten, eleven o'clock at night. Because for all we know, maybe this is winter time. It's like six o'clock, but yeah. <laughs> it's clearly dark. It's yeah. late. He wants a, he wants a, a nice glass of you know cold milk. Not even warm to fall asleep. Like cold glass of milk. Get all phlegmy right before you go to bed. <laughs> go to sleep coughing. <laughs> I understand Homer wants a glass of milk, but. The dude leaves the refrigerator door wide open. Yeah, it's like a savage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Nonsense. <laughs> it's not like they were high efficiency. He closed it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, seriously, it's like, whoa. He could have easily closed it back up. It's not like it would have taken extra effort. He just literally, wa- he actually has to walk around it. <laughs> like, he kind of has to move his body out of the way to avoid hitting it. So, like, man, what are you doing here, man? I understand he probably wants to put the milk right back, but he walks away from it, goes to the counter. It's not like he took his glass. You know, it's not like he drank it right from the carton. Well, carton is glass. It probably was delivered by, you know, the milkman back then. Yeah. Popular fella. I mean, come on, man. I mean, have some respect. <laughs> he, he's, you know, he's, he's got, he's getting disability from, from the government and all that. And I, they never really speculate. Uh, I, I don't think they ever talk about a job that he has, but he definitely gets money from the government for his, you know, he probably is a hundred percent. He, he, you know, he probably didn't have to fight the VA on this one or to get certified. Yeah. Today they're like, we don't see what the problem is. <laughs> yeah. They're like 10%, 10%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, you know, he, they, they show that he gets, you know, he gets, he gets a decent amount of money for per month. And, uh, well, you know what? He, uh, he does go to Butch's place. So I don't, I don't know if it, that was just for fun or if he, if he was getting like a job with his uncle, it's never really clear. I'm very disappointed in him. <laughs> it's it's it, it's something that it stood out every time I watch it. I'm like, dude, close the fridge, close the fridge, <laughs> <laughs> close the fridge. You, you like you're yelling at your kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And then also, I think you did mention, like, is that a bread box? I think it is. Yeah, it's like, what the hell is that big? Is that it's not an oven? Can't be. It could be. It could be. It just doesn't. It's like a very good design for an oven. I don't know. It just kind of reminds me of my grandparents' house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, I was, I'm upstate New York, but Ohio and upstate New York aren't really much different. You know, <laughs> it's just, I didn't have an Uncle Butch though. But uh, well, you know, so so the minute you know kind of ends on a teaser, and the teaser is 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 Homer going to close that damn fridge or not? Yeah, somebody else comes and knocks on the door. No, yeah, we get we get a shadow approaching the uh, the door and knocking the back door of the kitchen. You know, this movie would have a completely different tempo if it was him that was outside and tapping on the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'd be like <laughs> a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I was saying, well, especially with the hook, because it's like, what, what is that? Uh, like on Meatballs, when he's uh, when Bill Murray's telling the horror story, and it's like, and a bloody hook was on yeah. him. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. like, and he never caught the man. And he, you know, actually, that is perfect, because Homer could use, like, tell campfire stories to, like, his little sister and friends and all that. And he'd be like, and a bloody hook, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that insensitive? I don't know. No. <laughs> Blame Bill Murray. Yeah. Or he holds up an impaled hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get it. We get a tease. I'm sorry for you. I mean, I know who is at the door. I seen the movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. But anybody who's going along with us, you know, minute by minute and uh, checking out these uh, these all these crazy groups of hosts talking about movies, especially some of them out of context. <laughs> you know, for you, yes, it, it is a it is a spoiler. Who is this person? Oh, not a spoiler, a tease. Yeah, looks like a young lady. Yeah, yeah. You. Oh, I wonder is it the is it the lady whose picture is on the nightstand next to the bed? I'll never tell. At least not while the sun's shining. <laughs> and that's a line from Heartbreak Ridge, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else, Perry, that you want to cover in this in this particular minute? No, I think we pretty much ruined the rest of this movie for everybody else. These minutes are towards the end of the movie. So by this point, hopefully they're in it for the long haul. They're like, no, I was hoping it'd get better. And it, nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, at that point, it was like, you know, oh, I see. They saved the best, yeah. know, <laughs> best minutes, quote unquote, for last. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. like, geez. Yeah. yeah. No way. It's only 10 minutes, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be gone soon and somebody else will take over. Tap it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I really don't have a lot. You know, there's, there's, there's more for us to talk about this particular story with Homer as we go through our minutes. And you know, we thank everybody for listening. The Best Minutes podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or at the main site, thebestminutes.com. Please come over and check out the Facebook group. It's called uh, Butch's Place, the Best Years of Our Lives Listeners Cafe. It's on Facebook, and you can also uh, reach out on Twitter at The Best Minutes. You can find, you know, us talking Marines and every other thing besides Marines uh, mm-hmm. over at the Marine Corps Movie Minute podcast where we've actually done Heartbreak Ridge. Yep. Join us next time on the Best Minutes podcast. That literally says in closing. <laughs> I should write in closing. Ask me <laughs> to join here next minute on the Best uh, Minutes podcast. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was just thinking about doing that because I... I I, I want to, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, oh, I was going to read this. I was like, yeah, I'll just read it. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> on Friday episodes, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joe, you better hurry up out there because she's taking off soon. Right, thanks. Come on, Taylor. I'm Brian Lockhart, and with me today is my co-host, Jack Perry, and we, uh, let me say that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start the whole thing over again, just okay. I'm Brian Lockhart, and with me is Jack Perry, and together we host the movies, holy shit, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.